but like that is definitely the case like i was getting booted offline consistently i had people attempting to like hack into my account and get my credit card number and stuff Jesus. or my debit card number and get my real identity to dox me and stuff i mean have you tried the ps5 controller that thing's pretty chunky i think it's a piece of shit player it is just an intelligent sharing of assets that was used to craft a very interesting story in a unique setup yo what's up guys i'm gonna hit you with a brand new close close <laughs> Look at this new class setup and tuning assist system to absolutely beam your opponents with the new Mlock AR in MW2 oh. dubstep intro in current year. Recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 16 of the First Person Creator Showcase podcast, a podcast in which I interview all these different FPS content creators. Whether you got 10 followers, 100, 1,000, or a million, I don't care. If you're interesting, I want you on my show. It's as simple as that. We are back this week for a very different kind of episode than we've had in the past because, as you know, everyone I've interviewed so far is on keyboard and mouse. But we're going to throw a little curveball here because this. Uh, this this podcast isn't gatekept by you being on keyboard and mouse. This is actually for everyone. And what better way to introduce the first control player than for a control player that doesn't even use aim assist? And he is better than all of you. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> give a warm welcome to Diaclaw. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate your flattery. <laughs> I've got you. Now, Diaclaw and I have known each other for quite a while now. We played quite a lot of COD together, um, you know, we've, he's made, uh, he's made awesome content where I've featured in, because I remember, I remember that one time, I think it was, who was playing, we were playing Apex, me and, shit, was it Eternity? Yes. Yeah, and then you came in to his chat, and then I said something about you, and then you put it into a video, and it was fucking hilarious. What you was were also the intro to my Warzone 2 video. Um, was I? The only one I made, yes. I was. Oh, uh, we were streaming with Lunatic, and one of the randoms in the game chat said, type one if you love men. <laughs> um, and everyone was spamming in the chat, and you and Lunatic kept putting one for Dyer, and that was the, <laughs> the <laughs> intro to my uh, Warzone 2 video. <laughs> In yeah, the Apex I, clip, I didn't see it was that. something along the lines of, um, like, uh, no aim assist. Could, uh, he only aims with his thumbs and just outskills me with my whole arm or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I and I was that. flattered, so I included that in my video. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was good fun. Anyway, sorry, I'm a little bit um, all over the place today, ladies and gentlemen. I've... It's been absolutely flat out, to be honest, my work and everything. Um, I got back into skateboarding as well, but I took a massive fall on Monday and I'm still recovering from that. My back and neck are just absolutely shot. So like, if you see me just moving around a bunch on the cam, well, that's why. I'm just trying to click and if I go quiet, it just means I'm trying to put my neck back in a place or some shit like that. Yeah, better than anyway. it falling off. That is true. That is true. I like my head and uh, neck where they are and I prefer them yes. to stay there. Which is a hot take, I suppose, but, you know, it's, it's how I feel. <laughs> anyway, 
Mr. Claw, tell me about yourself. What kind of content do you do? What are you focusing on at the moment? Any projects? The floor is yours. Um, at the moment, I am branching more into multi-FPS videos, right? I'm not really grinding one game anymore. Uh, as terms of In terms of big projects, I do have uh, two pretty large projects that I'm editing. Um, and I'm willing to discuss those. It's just like a lot of man hours into editing them. I do have all the footage recorded, though. Editing takes a while. It takes a fucking long time. I hate editing. Yeah. And like one of these videos is going to be like two hours and 45 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a, that's a full on movie. Yeah. Um, like with footage right now, I have like 59 hours of footage for it. Holy shit. And if I, two hours and 45 minutes is like the max that I'm letting it get to, I'm aiming for under two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say probably shoot for under two hours because. Oh, yeah, that's very what hard I'm shooting to, for. It's very hard for mm -hmm. people to maintain uh, like attention for that long because short form video content uh -huh. has ruined content creation. That's a hot take. Oh, yeah. No, that's not even a hot take. It's ruined my attention span too. But yeah. it has helped me in terms of editing for, like, knowing when I'm being boring. Because, yeah. like, I've, if I know I would watch what I'm making, I don't know what else would. Yeah, good good um, point. Kind of keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yes, definitely so. It's added an extra challenge. And for that project, um, I'm not sure if you're too aware of, like, Black Ops 4's camo system. Do you remember um, how that worked? I think once you get Dark Matter, it's a certain amount of kills per game and it, like, shifts different color. Yeah, yeah. And, then... and once you get, there's, like, a max tier and it goes, like, back to the BO3 one. Yeah, and it goes, like, spiky and all that. Yep. Um, I was the first person to unlock the Dark Matter camo on every gun in the game in every game mode. So, like, counting DLCs. And then I unlocked oh, really? it in multiplayer zombies and blackout. Yes. Holy shit. In the um, world, so, across all platforms. Yes, yes. Don't know why. Yes. Holy crap! How long did it take you from launch? Um, less than two years. Right to get dark matter and everything. Yeah, I think it took like a year and three months to get dark matter and everything. But then I did it again in multiplayer and zombies. Like I reset and did it again. What the hell? <laughs> I can't even. Well, I, also... I can't even get the attention <laughs> span to do Orion, and that's the easiest camera challenge ever. <laughs> well, I, I can't also be fucked on that. <laughs> as far as multiplayer goes, I was looking for a new challenge because at that point I had already gotten the world's fastest level one thousand in real time Fuck for Black Ops Four. Yeah, you need to you need to touch some grass, buddy. I have that. I have that. Uh, at this point, I wasn't. <laughs> How old were you at this point, by the way? Um, 17. So you had no responsibilities or anything? I had a job. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I respect it. But yeah. that's crazy, though. I don't think I could ever do that. Uh, also, shout out to Point Break. He says, have a great show, buddy. Been a while since I've seen him in the chat, so quick shout out to him. Love you, brother. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, appreciate you for hopping in, homie. Um, so, 
so first to get Dark Matter and everything, and he did it twice. Uh-huh. And first, and the yeah. fastest real time level one thousand. And how fast was that uh-huh. level one thousand? Like how fast uh, was that? In real time, I did yeah. it in less than three months of real time, from level zero to level one thousand. Fucking hell! Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> what was your say? So what were your days consisting of? Like, how long would you sit down at a time to play? And just grind. And like, what were you doing to get for the like, level to maximize 1, your XP one? Growth? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a couple of different strategies. So BO4 had the 100 percenter system and the weapon prestige system, which aren't a thing in COD anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could use both of those through unlocking calling cards and uh, prestiging your weapons to maximize XP gain. Because every time you prestige a weapon, you're able to re-unlock those attachments, which each have XP behind them. So, like, when you level up a weapon, you get XP towards your base account as well from uh, leveling it up, right? Right. So, yep. I, I through strategically picking which game modes I was playing and which guns I was using at which times, I was able to maximize XP gain over the amount of time I was playing. Hell, my God. You I have... had, like, spreadsheets and everything. Spreadsheets? Yes. Oh, my God. Do you have like a public link to that that I can put in the show notes so people can have a look? I I don't, uh, but I can make one maybe that you could put in the description for the podcast. I could attempt if that. if you if you could, that'd be awesome. That'd be really interesting for some people to some people to look at if they they can yeah, have a look sure. at that. I, I would definitely be checking that out because spreadsheets for XP gain in Black Ops Four that is that's dedication. <laughs> that is dedication. Yeah, uh, I was uh, <laughs> very uh, frustrated with a bunch of people in, like, uh, quote-unquote community, I guess. Um, we all know the jokes about, like, toxicity on, like, Xbox Live and stuff. Um, but, like, that is definitely the case. Like, I was getting booted offline consistently. I had people attempting to, like, hack into my account and get my credit card number and stuff Jesus. or my debit card number and get my real identity to dox me and stuff. Uh, and I was really sick of that. So I kind of wanted to stick it to them. And this was my way of like mogging them, showing them how much better I am than them. And it's not yeah, really get fucking mogged. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's huge. Especially when you can put them in their place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, if I remember, this was two years ago. I think it was two months, 29 days, and 17 hours that I ended up finishing at exactly for how, real time. How much was that, sorry? Uh, two months, 29 days, and 17 hours real time. So that includes time sleeping, eating, whatever, not playing. This isn't just yeah. in-game time. Yeah. Um, the in-game time record is super competitive. It got broken again, like, last month from level really? zero to level 1,000. Yeah. There's six motherfuckers just still grinding their hearts out on black ops 4 a spooky who's still the number one player he's actually australian i don't understand how he sits in black ops 4 tdm and can still do it he has over a million kills what the fuck yeah in oce too so you're lucky to have maybe one lobby at any given time yep that's fucked up and he's just number one in the world and it's not even close and he plays on xbox which is dead compared to playstation Oh my, yeah, no, that's, that's, um, that is wild. Yeah, and he, and he still streams, like, nightly. 
Spooks. <laughs> I think I've heard the name. You know what? I'm going to look this up right now. Yes, yeah, Spooky. I believe it's S-P-O-O-K-E-Y-Y. I can double check that. S-P-O-O-K-E-Y. It's Spooky. Hatred has returned. Just a small town girl. I don't think this is the right. Somewhere no, I will chat. find it for you right quick. I still follow him. He's an absolute legend. I couldn't do what he does. Uh, that is just wild to me. Uh, X Spooky YT. That's what it is. Okay, I'm going to look. X Spooky EY? Ah, oh, yep. Yeah, uh, spooky yeah. Spooky YT. Well, yep, last live yesterday. BO4 OCUTDM lobbies. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know how someone yeah, can play. He's only 5,000 kills away from a million kills in just TDM. Whoa. Oh, fucking hell. At what point do you think, like, I should probably move on from this game? Um, I'd say when he gets bored of it. Like, I respect it, man. Like, um, I have started to lose... I lost interest in, like grinding for it because i feel like i've gotten uh i don't really have competition in terms of like raw skill on the game anymore right yeah um so i've fallen away from it but he is like more numbers minded than me he has like second place for like the most kills in a tdm like he has a 96 kill and a 97 kill tdm game tdm goes to 100 he's killed 97 people fuck? in one tdm match in 6v6 that's that's fucking insane. Yeah. I don't... I've never... Okay, I need to sip my coffee with this. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's bitter. Um, I have never, in my entire life of gaming, have found the one game to play all day, every day, my entire life. Like... Yeah, people oh, do that with CS. People that. do that with PUBG. People do it with Fortnite. People do it with Apex. Mm -hmm. People do it with fucking BO4. Apparently, I have never found that one game to just know life forever and become a master at. I wish I could, but there's just no games that interest me interest me that much. Mm -hmm. it, if I can say, say something sad, BO4 isn't even my most time played in a game, and it's not even time? particularly close. Uh, it's more, I have uh, 8k hours in BO4, uh, and what fuck. I have in the next one is more than double in just the ranked playlist. Um, the ranked playlist, BO2? Nope. What was it? Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, really? Yeah. I, to this day, I've never played a single game of R6. Can you believe that? That, that's kind of surreal, especially from someone who is as involved in the FPS scene as you. That's yeah. kind of wild to me. I've never, ever given it a try. I used to... I went through a phase uh, a while ago where I'd watch a lot of it and a lot of creators and streamers. And I mm -hmm. was kind of getting really into it, but I never wanted to play it. I just liked watching it. It's like Apex. I'd rather slice my cock off and then eat it with a, like on a skewer than play Apex. 
I fuck Apex. I, I, I'm not playing Apex ever again. I can't do it. I hate it. I respect but that. I love watching it. I love watching good players play it. It's like I, um, I tried playing Apex. Apex is rough. It. I just. I've never understood how the fucking bullets work. Like I swear I'm shooting someone and I'm missing every shot. Like I swear my reticles on and I'm just missing every shot. I don't understand the bullet the leads, velocity. The bullet is very velocity. consistent. Yes, it's very inconsistent in Apex. It's one of the big reasons that I. Prefer, I'm a Titanfall fanboy. Yep. I love Titanfall. Yeah. Ah, uh, I wish I could understand how it works, but I, I, I gave up and I don't ever see myself going back. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh. Alright, so we got to know you a bit and your ridiculous amount of time in fucking um in uh BO4. I don't know how you've done that, but hey, I respect that because those are some fucking massive accomplishments. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, where is the notes? I Sorry. forgot how much of a nerd Dyer was. A little appreciate you, <laughs> <Yeah>. Pens. <laughs> All right. Um, you kind of gave us a brief, brief history of um, you and FPS. So I would like to mm. move on to what made you play with controller without aim assist. Gotcha. Um, I am very cognizant of when things are affecting my performance in anything that I'm doing, right? So when I am acting to complete a task, my biggest focuses are completing it efficiently and effectively within the time that I provided myself. And aim assist, when I was trying to play games for the first time, felt foul. Like I wasn't playing for myself and that I was like letting it play for me more like watching a movie yeah. um and i from like my first interactions with ever playing games i began to despise it after that because it directly interfered with what i was trying to take action with um and because of that i pushed away from aim assist Mouse and keyboard, I have always respected, but it's never been something... I, I tried it recently on my channel. It's something that's very hard for me because of how, like, physically large I am. Uh, I'm 6'5", uh, a little over 300 pounds. You're what? 6'5"? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what when it comes to, like, a fuck? mouse and keyboard, it's very hard for me to maneuver effectively. With all due respect, you're giving me huge 5'7 vibes. That's fair. I do Six sound... Foot five um... is fucking wild. <laughs> like, I... I, at my peak height, was six foot. Now I'm more of a 5'10 and a half, 5'11, because my spine is a little bit fucked up. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've always been the tall kid, one of the tall kids growing up. You know, I was yeah. the tallest of my family. My family's all short asses, so I was, like, overlooking all my family, and I was considered one of the taller ones at school. Mm -hmm. But six foot five? We had like one guy that was six foot five in our school and he was an anomaly. Like you everyone just turned to <laughs> him every day. It's like what the fuck? Six foot five is crazy. Uh I'm bow legged as well. Like if I didn't have like uh, my leg injuries and stuff, I'd be six seven. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a yeah. sort of similar issue where my fucking my upper leg and lower leg don't line up. Mm-hmm. They're a bit fucking bit fucking weird yeah so potential six foot tip, seven 
Oh, you, oh, so you fucked up, fucked up. Yeah. God damn. You're making me feel small. <laughs> that wasn't my goal, brother. You've been looking big, getting some good pumps in. Yeah, thank you. I try. If I can't get tall, I can get big. Well, I don't want to get Amen. big, I just want to get strong. Anyway. That's fair. So back on your story. We are mm. we completely threw me off with the six foot five statement. I'm <laughs> absolutely flabbergasted. So continue with your anti aim assist tendencies. Well yeah, I, I it's very hard for me to use mouse and keyboard because I have like bare claws instead of hands. Um yep. and uh so I leaned more towards controller. Um and I despise aim assist because it took the control and agency away from me as a player. Uh, and I began focusing on my skills from that. Then I got very into R6, which doesn't actually have aim assist in PvP. Like, there's no aim assist in R6. Yeah, I have heard that, actually. Yeah. Which is um, fucking a wild concept to me. Yeah, PUBG doesn't have it on console either. There's Wait, some really? competitive games, yep. That's probably explains why I was so dog shit when I was on Xbox playing PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> That makes um, perfect sense now. <laughs> I can't play control with that aim assist. I've tried. I've, I, I, I'm never happening. Can't do that. I, yeah, I, so, I respect it, man. So like, R, that's R, fair. R6. Mm-hmm. So, get more into that. Um, I don't want to throw you off your story too much. No, you're good, man. Uh, it's always interesting to hear uh, another perspective on these things because I haven't gone super into depth with a lot of people. Yep. Um, I didn't play R6 initially off drop. I started playing games fairly late compared to most people. Uh, I started uh, like 14 and a half, early 15 uh, years old. Um, oh, wow. You're a light bloomer. Yeah. Uh, like I lived without Wi-Fi until then type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we lived in the middle of nowhere. Like the only tech we had was like a VCR. We didn't even have a CD player. Holy shit. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> primitive. Yes. <laughs> Living in the eighties for a while, but uh, coming back to reality, I started getting into rainbow six siege. Uh, as like the first game I put my focus into and um, I got my ass kicked like handily. I, oh, I'm yeah. not like someone who is like naturally great at a lot of things, but I am someone who is very improvement minded and can work on the things I need to, to achieve that success that I desire. Yep. Um, so my first season playing R6 and ranked, I had a 0.19 KD for three months. Ooh. I got less than two kills for every 10 deaths. Rough. That is rough. My next, uh, and I was bronze, which is the second lowest rank in R6. Yep. My next season, I was plat, which was the second highest, like, echelon in R6, uh, with a 0. 0.98 KD. So oh, just under one kill difference. per death. Yep, just in under six months. Wow. Because I was able to effectively approach these problems and break down the different areas of my gameplay where I'm losing gunfights, why I'm losing those, why I'm dropping rounds, why I'm dropping maps, etc. Yep. Uh, the season after that, I was leaderboards. 
Holy sh! What the fuck? Um, man, man is I didn't hold leaderboards, but I was on leaderboards. Hey, at least you got there. <laughs> yes, and uh, thanks to a lot of the people I'd met in the scene and uh, working on my own improvement, I had exhibited an explosive amount of growth, especially for what's considered in tax year. Um, and coming out of that point, I was very happy with my own improvement, but I wasn't very happy with the competitive integrity of console FPS as a whole. I'm sure a lot of people are more cognizant of this now, but this has been an issue for over a decade where you have Cronus's, Zim's, Strike Packs. Oh yeah, that is everywhere now. Um, yes, but it's been an issue for like a decade now. And when competing in tournaments and losing to people that were like full blatant, uh, losing opportunities at money, losing my place on leaderboards, losing stuff like that to people who were blatantly cheating on top of guys who were, uh, you know what DDoSing is, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just give like a, a short times. definition for those who don't know. It's a direct denial of service attack. Uh, basically, someone is committing a felony to turn off your Wi-Fi because they don't like you. You beat them, basically you beat them and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and it's a felony. Uh, so they true. attempt to turn off your Wi-Fi. Um, uh, servers were getting DDoS constantly. I was getting DDoS constantly. My router looked like a hot pocket. And I was frustrated <laughs> with the fact that people unwilling to improve would rather cheat and commit felonies than attempt to fight me on an even playing ground. So I... Uh, with the release of BO4, moved more towards that uh, away from R6 after a while. That's wild. That's basically my journey up until this point where I'm focusing more on multi-FPS in my YouTube. Yep. So mm -hmm. so really, it's, it's like games like PUBG and R6 that got you used to playing without aim assist. Yeah, they were something I leaned towards because I wasn't losing uh, gunfights because a robot was aiming for them, and I wasn't winning gunfights because a robot was aiming for me. I enjoyed beating other people myself. Hey, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And that desire to improve personally instead of relying on crutches and training wheels uh, led me more towards R6. But as I fell away from it due to the cheating problems and the other rampant issues, I moved towards BO4, which I saw as more of a challenge because it did have that aim assist for the enemy players. And I showed everyone that you don't need aim assist to be better, uh, in my opinion, at least. On BO4, I in my opinion, I showed them to elaborate correctly. One of my uh, favorite Because pieces. I hold a lot of world records on that. That's true. And one of my favorite pieces of... Uh media that you've come you've, you've created is your tweet quite a while ago called it was just the words aim assistant <laughs> i love that little compilation i've watched that a lot of times you. is it hang on dire claw i believe it's my pen tweet still let's have a look yeah it's still your pin tweet fantastic piece of media that one Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Let's move on 
So that was actually really interesting. So I, I had no idea you had that much time in R6, let alone even played it. Yeah. All right, so you've kind of already told me, so we'll, we'll just quickly run over it. So what are you currently playing? Uh, focusing on more multi-FPS right now. I've gotten back into R6 a little bit, um, but I am making videos on more games right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit of a variety FPS guy. Flip this horizontal real quick so it looks like I'm actually looking to the center of the screen. A little quality of life thing for the stream there. So, R6, any other games that you're throwing into the mix lately? Uh, some PUBG. Um, I played Apex, which I had mentioned earlier. That was truly a painful experience. Um, I tried Warzone 2. Uh, I tried MW2. Did not enjoy those very much. Um, played a bit of Vanguard as well. Yep. I mm-hmm. feel like we could get into Modern Warfare 2, but honestly, in the last like five episodes of the show, I've just trashed Modern Warfare 2, so I think the viewers get it. Quick, quick, quick little brief. What are your thoughts real quick? Like 30 seconds, good, bad. What do you reckon? <laughs> uh, that's fair. I, I would say fairly bad overall. I had like a comment, which... Um, Didi, if you know him, he used to be the TikTok manager for Revosect, asked me the same question. Uh, And basically, my opinion was Warzone 2 is a hollow shell of an experience made to extract the most microtransactions from its audience as possible, with the least input being necessary to create pseudo success in the mind of those playing the experience. Uh, MW2 is a joke made to support Warzone 2 in terms of unlocks, and DMZ is somewhat enjoyable if you enjoy the grindy hell that is Destiny. Holy shit. That was a fucking description. That was like an ancient scroll that just got read out to me. (laughs) Holy shit. That's literally spot on. Perfect. That's exactly how I feel like I feel the same way, but I'm not articulate enough to fucking put it that way. But that makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. That's in. Yep. All right. Moving, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Um, right. Just to acknowledge Penn's question quick. It's weird to oh, imagine his yes. bear claws gripping a small Xbox controller. Surprised he hasn't leaned into PlayStation more since their controllers tend to be bigger. Uh, since 360 and PlayStation 3, the PlayStation controllers have actually been smaller than the Xbox Way ones. Smaller, actually. And I've had um, like larger versions of already good controllers uh, of what I've tried, but the custom ones I haven't been able to afford because they can approach $600 to uh, be something manageable for me. So uh, oh, the so controller is small even in comparison. <laughs> yeah, $600 to get stick. I mean, have you tried the PS5 controller? That thing's pretty chunky. I think it's a piece of shit. Oh, really? Yeah. I love um, it. I think it's very comfortable. No, like, it's... It, it can... No, I, my disagreement isn't with the comfortability of it. I think, like, mechanically, it's a piece of shit. 
Like just the um, positioning and all that? No, buttons? like the actuators and stuff inside the controller, like the hardware of the controller itself. Oh, right. Okay. So it's going to get stick drift way too fast for its price point. Um, the motors and stuff make it, uh, it's not an issue for me because of how I play, but the motors and stuff make it way heavier than it needs to be for what it's supposed to be. Um, like it has the motors that you would use in like a custom racing wheel controller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the regular one to simulate certain things in single player games, I think if you're playing competitive FPS, the PS5 controller is a piece of shit. I can say that. I can say that. And I have yeah. a PS5 and I play it solely for single player games. I don't play yeah, I think it's games. good for that. But I think in terms of like a competitive FPS controller, the PS5 controller is terrible. Yeah. Okay. I, I, mm-hmm. I can see, I can see exactly where you're coming from. I, um, as I said, so for a single player experience, the PS5 controller is fucking fantastic. Like the haptic feedback and everything and the adaptive triggers. Oh, it's so good. And the vibrations are just amazing. They feel great. But yeah, I could imagine that if you're doing, you know, you're holding your controller like this, you got your fucking finger on top <laughs> like that and you're, you're doing this kind of crazy shit. Oh, yeah. After a while, that's that would what be I a do. pain that's in the That's where the claw and dire claw comes from. Oh, just like so. fucking <laughs> vice grip yeah. that cunt. Like giving you giving yourself a carpal <laughs> tunnel every time you want a YY. Just... <laughs> oh, I I was never able to do that. I tried once. I was like, "Fuck that! I'm going to keep on a mouse." <laughs> I don't play that way for every game, but it depends on the game. Controllers. I look. Here's this is going to be a bit of a spicy one, but I feel like. Just because aim assist exists doesn't make you an incredible controller player. I think Mm. it just helps you get lucky more, but being an incredible controller player is definitely a commendable skill because there's a difference between getting a lucky kill because of aim assist and consistently having excellent movement, gunplay, um, like uh, positional awareness, positioning in general, even all on controller and being able to do all those inputs with your two fucking I hands think you like can that. be a good controller player, but I don't think you can have good aim on controller in terms of games with aim assist. That's how I would put it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at all the top players, they always just like they they you know the aim assist takes them on, they puts them on target, and then they just do yep. they just abuse rotational. So they just fucking mm-hmm. jump up and down while strafing left and right, and aim assist does it all for them. In terms of pro players, in my opinion, there's one exception. Uh, and that would be um, Simp uh, for Call of Duty. He top fragged the BO4 season in terms of both KD kills per minute and score per minute in Pro League SND using the Paladin, so he didn't have aim assist. Really? Yes. So what was the Paladin again? The Paladin was the beefiest sniper rifle in Black Ops 4. It's uh, the 50 cal. And it didn't have aim assist on it. Snipers don't have aim assist in BO4. Oh. And he top fragged the entirety of SND using only the Paladin in terms of KD, score per minute, and kills per minute. Holy shit. All right. Yep. Well, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure uh, if you ADS on center mass, it takes the reticle there, but once you're scoped in, you lose no assist. BO4 has no aim assist in sniper rifles. Really? At all. Even at yep. hip fire? Even on hip fire. That's really strange. Okay, so you know how I said to you I tried aim assist right and I tried aim assist mm-hmm. off and I was terrible. I was always good with a sniper on BO4. Yep. Which is weird. 
Sniping on BO4 was a very interesting experience because of the overall time to kill increase, right? It still yeah. definitely took skill, but because it didn't have aim assist, you were put in a unique position as a player to attempt not just interesting positioning, but interesting quick peeking tactics and usage of the movement to abuse that one-shot kill potential. You don't have to expose yourself as long when you're using a sniper rifle. You don't have to be out of cover. You don't have to do a bunch of things that you would have to do with a red gun. So it makes it a lot easier to snipe without aim assist than it does to red gun without aim assist. You're absolutely blowing my mind. I can't believe you know all these small little things. Like, this is something... I, something. These are things I never would have even thought about or considered. I'm just... I'm just a fucking uh, kid coming out from school playing BO4 with his friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had no idea of anything. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm fucking... Um, you're, you're blowing my mind. I think you should be the host of this podcast. <laughs> I have my specialties, but I definitely don't think so. You are far better at interacting with different groups, provoking discussion in people that maybe aren't are so good at getting those things out themselves. I'm very good at articulating my own thoughts, but I can't convey other people's thoughts to an audience nearly as well as you can. I'm oh, a huge fan of you. your show, and I've watched every episode, and oh, I really yeah. enjoy what you've done. Yeah. Oh, that, make, that makes my heart warm. Thank you. I appreciate that, dude. And I know, like, the podcast I've been kind of on and off, like, a little bit inconsistent, one might one might say, and that's fair to say because it is true. I've been a little bit inconsistent. It is super just, hard to get a schedule going for anything, though, especially so when you're working, working out and doing all this other stuff. It took yeah. me, like, two years of doing YouTube to get an upload schedule down. I 100% get where you're coming. It's fucking difficult. And, like, everyone I reach out to, you have to, you have to account for, you know, time zones and all that mm -hmm. and... And you dude, make you made that super easy for me. Like you were, again, really good at all this podcast stuff. And when I was like, hey, what do you think we're going to talk about on the podcast so I can gather my thoughts? Uh, you were super forthcoming with it. Like you, you have done an excellent job setting this show up, even from like, I don't know if you made the graphic or you like commissioned it. Like all of it looks super professional and super well. Fun fact, I actually made the FPCS podcast logo. It fucks. You're the first person's actually said that because everyone thinks it just says FPC5 and I can't figure out how to make a good S. <laughs> I think I it looks like an S, but like I'm used to, you know, Xbox Elite speak where I read five as S anyway. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking of doing, hopefully commissioning a complete revamp of every graphic and the logo. Mm -hmm. I want to make it a little bit more professional. Because I have a huge announcement coming up real soon that changes the trajectory of the show Ooh, indefinitely. Spicy. And I'm just going to say, all right, for those who want a little, uh, a little, little taste, you know, first little taste, I am moving, not moving on. I am doing more than just creator showcases. Put it that Ooh. way. Put it that way. And, um, I'll, I'll, for those listening on the apps, I'll do like a little 15 minute show, like a little 15 minute episode that I'll put out soon, um, you know, talking about all these changes that will come into effect and make an announcement on one special episode I'm working on as well. So, uh, yeah, that's exciting. But no, dude, I appreciate the kind words. That, that really does mean a lot to me. And it has been hard. I know, like, for example... Yesterday, I went on a little bit of a tangent saying, oh, fuck, you know, we're going to have to delay the show and I freaked out. 
But then I realized we didn't have a delay because I scheduled the correct date anyway. So I fucked myself over there because I was freaking out over nothing. <laughs> Dude, it happens to the best of us. Again, like, I'm not stressing it, you know. Like, we were able to realize the mistake before any damage had been done or anything, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not stressing. I feel like it's been smooth. Cool. I'm glad. And because I felt like I kind of just was a pain in the ass. But I, as long as you're happy, then I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm YouTube, brother. I appreciate your, uh, your patience as well. I'm a mess. I'm like a fucking teenage girl. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the main event. Desert Island FPS, Diaclaw. You're on a cruise ship. You're having a great time, right? But, oh no, uh, catastrophe. It fucking sinks. <laughs> you, float ah! to a, you float to an island. On this island, there's fiber internet. And it's kind of like a time paradox, this island, because there's a computer there. A big, beefy 4090 computer, right? And Ooh. it has three FPS games on it. But, and these games are all in their prime. So let's say, for example, oh, Modern Warfare 2. Okay. 20, mm. 20, uh, sorry, Modern Warfare 2 20, 2009 currently has 200,000 players online. Gotcha. That's an example. On this computer, you have three FPS games of your choice to choose to play forever. What's game number one and why? I don't even think I'd need three. Well, you're choosing I'm going to get cocky here. But no, I'm saying like I could live with two, man. If I had Titanfall 1 and like Rainbow Six Siege like year three, like I could relive R6 year just like start at the beginning and go, you know, forwards. Um, and Titanfall 1, I wouldn't even need a third game. Like both of those could last me until the end of time. Uh, if I had to pick a third game, I'd cop out and just say maybe BO4. I'd just hop on when I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about entry number one then. So what's your first pick? Titanfall one. Titanfall one. Explain why. Mm -hmm. I've never played Titanfall one. Titanfall one is a lot less friendly than Titanfall two in terms of like the movement. You can move just as fast and be just as terrifying as a pilot, but it's a lot harder to do so. Um, it's a lot, like, more simple of a game, and in some ways it's more jank, but the more jank a game, the more tech it can have, and the more ways you can express yourself as a player. It is a lot more individual highlighting than Titanfall 2 is, because in Titanfall 1, it is significantly... Uh, easier to make a difference as a single player like running through a lobby uh, than it is in Titanfall 2 simply due to the changes between the two titles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. Titanfall 1, you're really gassing that up. Do you reckon... Would you say that if I was to see Titanfall 1 on sale, should I buy it and play the campaign? Wait. Oh, no. It's no, online only. It's online only. Yep. I just remembered that. Titanfall yep. 2 is the one with the good campaign, isn't it? You should play the Titanfall 2 campaign. 100%. I should play the Titanfall 2 I love campaign. the Titanfall 1 campaign. I love it, honestly. Just like, I, I, I think it's great. But um, on PC, it's not realistic to get on and play it. If you, uh, and it's not on PlayStation. But if you have an Xbox, I would recommend hopping on and playing the Titanfall 1 campaign. There's always at least one campaign lobby going on. 
Wow, you have to play online to play campaign. That is fucking weird. Well, no, you play it with other players. That, I don't like that. Uh, like, the way it's integrated into Titanfall 1 because of the budget restrictions of the game, Titanfall 1 was made on, like, half of a shoestring budget. Oh, The God. campaign is basically just very well-done voice acting and selection of the maps that were already made for multiplayer or had been chosen for the campaign were shipped over to multiplayer. It is just an intelligent sharing of assets that was used to craft a very interesting story in a unique setup. Interesting. And uh-huh. I, I kind of understand why it's online only because when the Xbox One and... It was most of the, the Xbox One, they were really pushing this constant connectivity to the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they had Titanfall online only to really promote Well, that. the other thing is like there, there's no single player game mode in Titanfall 1. Like this, this doesn't exist. They weren't yeah. given the money to make that. They were said, make a multiplayer shooter, right? And they made the campaign purely out of passion. Like, they weren't told to make that at all. Huh. So they just worked with what they had, and they just really... Yeah, they and used tried. the assets they could to make, like... And I think, especially considering the circumstances at Banks. Ah. Like, it, it fucks really hard. Well, I might watch a playthrough, because you, you're dead wrong if you think I'm going to boot up my Xbox and play it on controller. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair, man. Um, I, and I that's not realistic for a lot of people. But um, I think uh, Titanfall is also like the opposite of Apex and Siege for you, where you would rather watch it than play it. I don't really love watching Titanfall, but playing it is a completely different experience for me. So if you end up watching a playthrough and not enjoying it very much, I can 100% understand that. But playing it and seeing the dynamic changes, like how your team is doing, like it is PvP. The campaign you are human oh. team versus human team yeah and based on who wins and who's doing better in the match there is unique dialogue unique interactions between the characters and unique campaign endings for every campaign mission. what that's fucking awesome that's what i'm saying it fucks oh my god damn it i wish i played it back in the day yeah i'm stupid for not it's because i got a yeah, ps4 it... ah and, and that's unfortunate but like if, if you ever get the chance to play the Titanfall 2 campaign, it's one of the best single-player campaigns of all time without, like, any exaggeration. Huge. Well, I do have a Xbox One X Project Scorpio edition up there in its box. I don't even have the One X. God damn. Could have whip out the bad boy. Honestly. Yeah, I, um, I got the Project Scorpio. It was the last console I ever I bought. Well, I got the PS5, but my missus bought that for me, but... The One X pre-ordered it in twenty seventeen. It was like seven hundred bucks. It was fucking expensive. Jesus. And it was the Project Scorpio edition, and there aren't many Project Scorpios left out there because it was a it was a launch Xbox One X. Yeah. So it's a buggy disaster. Yeah. And everyone who sent their Project Scorpio in to get fixed got a normal One X back. So the Project mm-hmm. Scorpios, half of them are already destroyed. Um, my buddy has one of them, and uh, I know it plays really well for, like, BO4 and stuff for him, um, but he pretty much only plays BO4, so I yeah. don't know how it functions on other games. I'm going to do a little live look here. eBay. I'm going to go here. Why Xbox One X Project Scorpio. Now, mine's been used. So what a used one catches, uh, fetches. Oh, not much. 
with all the box and stuff, like what I have, 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. So not much at all, but it's a cool little timepiece to have. Yeah, and definitely an interesting like prelude into the next console generation. Like it has, like compared to my 1S, there's not a whole lot, or Series S, there's not a whole lot different between the Project Scorpio and my Series S. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. I like the Series S. I feel like um, I feel like Xbox really hit a massive dub there when they thought of that because it's still next gen, but it's affordable. Like PS Five is ridiculously so much cheap. Expensive. I, dude, I got it for like a hundred and sixty bucks. That's so good, and it still plays really fucking well. I get three hundred FPS on most games. What three hundred? Yeah. Yes. Why the exception would... being Apex. Apex is capped at 60 and I dropped a 40 on Apex. Apex is Ew. fucking optimized like shit. Ew. Yeah. But still, like, why the fuck would you buy it? Series S, X. I... Worst names ever, Series by the way. X. Series Worst X names is ever. for a disk drive. Oh. Series X is for the disk drive. Um, And, like, I wanted to get one, but it was... They were sold out and they were getting scalped for $1,500 when I was Ugh. able to get my Series S for 160 so <laughs> yeah why wouldn't you yeah plus the worst names xbox cannot do names oh yeah they I have agree with that. the xbox the xbox 360 which hey at the time was fucking stupid that makes no sense but it's iconic now right yeah xbox one what were they thinking one x and s and then the series x and s like why add the series xbox 720 yeah. or otherwise i don't care <laughs> Xbox 720 would have unironically been better. That would have which fucked. Which is the worst part. That they would have fucked really hard. They would have capitalized on a massive meme and it would have rocketed to the moon. Yeah, instead of like... Even... I'm not like an Xbox fanboy. I buy it because it is like more economically effective and intelligent for me to do so, right? I don't have a lot of the funds to be on PC. Otherwise, I would be. Um, I, I buy it because it's more consumer-friendly. But like yep. this naming scheme is ass. Get your shit together. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I don't know what they were thinking. I like PlayStation. But it's one, two, three, four, five. That's it. Yeah. Are you, I, I guarantee you when we're like 40 years old, there's going to be the PlayStation X. I, I, you watch, they'll oh get to 10, God. they'll call it X. Yeah, agreed. The PSX actually sounds kind of hard. Back in my though. day. <laughs> yeah, the, the PSX kind of rolls off the tongue really nice though. I like that. Anyway, game number two. <laughs> game number two. R6. Star R6. And you pretty much explained why, but if you want to talk more about it, go ahead. Yeah, I can play the same R6 map versus the same team a hundred times and we won't have the same round a single time. It is a very unique game. There's so much that can happen. Yep. It's very broad. And the almost, like, limitless approaches in design to the game. Like, I think Ubisoft sucks. Like, the company that oh, yeah, know, terrible. messes with R6. And I don't think they've made a good decision for R6 in five years. But the fact that I can still come on the game and be like, God, the basis for this game is so fucking good. Just shows, like, that they were given gold at the beginning, man. They really were. And I and wish I, think for, like, I could have played it back three in the years, day. It was so good. For the first three years, it was all uphill, right? And then just <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty much every game. Let's let's be honest, every game. I wish every game got three years. <laughs> Call of Duty could never. Activision could yeah. never. <laughs> Except for BO3. They gave BO3 five years of updates. Really? Yep. BO3's final update was in 2020. Wrong. It was in 2023. In 2020, that wasn't a bug fix. It was a balancing change. Okay, I was going to say, but still, I mm-hmm. can't believe they even released an update. I mean, I suppose at that point they have to, considering what was happening. Mm-hmm. But no, they but like they were still dropping like balancing and content changes in 2020 for BO. That's wild. Yep. Why can't they do that anymore? They got the closest they got to it within the modern era of COD is Cold War. MW. Oh, no, okay. I think Cold War. Oh, that Cold is War true. Got a they lot that, of like, post games. Sub- yeah, that is true. Pretty sure they're still updating, like releasing content for that when Vanguard was out. They did. They released like that underwater gun, the APS or whatever. Uh, yeah, they actually they added a bunch of guns. I, I wasn't the APS the last one. It was the U- Was it the UPS? UGM. I don't UGM. UGM. I think That's it was it. called the APS and COD Ghosts in the campaign mission. Ah, That's what yeah. I'm calling it that. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. Game number three, my friend. BO4. Yep. Solid choice. Good zombies uh, in terms of like replayability and things to go for. Uh, excellent multiplayer, huge skill gap. And the thing I would mostly be grinding at this point, because you said it would be in its prime, I'd grind the fuck out of BO4 League play. Oh my god. I, oh yeah. BO4 was a really slept on game. And True. literally the last of traditional Call of Duty. That was the end of the golden era of Call of Duty. Yep. Well, not the golden era, but the end of... The end of traditional Call of Duty, which is... I think sad. it was the end of the golden era for competitive Call of Duty. Because competitive Call of Duty from BO2 through BO4 was amazing. But when they moved to the new franchising system, it killed any upward mobility for a semi-pro player who hasn't gotten famous through streaming. Um, like, you're, you're, you're done. Um, yeah. And any, like, support-type player, you're not getting picked up to a pro team simply because of the cost. No one is paying $300,000 for a new no-name support player. Yeah, no, you, you are right there. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a fucking sellout streamer to make it these days. Turn me up, baby, In let's go, chat! Yeah. Oh, my God! 250 owed! Get smoked, shitters! <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? I'm going to hit you with a brand new close... Close? <laughs> Look at this new class setup and tuning assist system to absolutely beam your opponents with the new Hemlock AR in MW2 oh. dubstep intro in current year. Oh my god. Check out the build in the description. <laughs> <laughs> with the exact tuning percentages below! Oh my god. Cold War in 2023, God sexual. <laughs> I, I hate the fucking... I, uh, this is going to really piss a lot of people off, but I hate the current state of Call of Duty content creation. I'm with you. It's so bland. It, you know that, um, you know that uh, Buzz Lightyear meme when it's just him and his packaging 
thinking is, oh yeah, I'm I'm fucking Buzz Lightyear, I'm unique. And then it pans <laughs> out and there's like thousands of the same Buzz Lightyear. That's literally F- that's Call of Duty content creators right now. The last COD series I did that I was proud of was Nuke with every gun in BO4. That was a banger. Uh, since then, I haven't I haven't done anything that I'm proud of. Uh, and like the the original guys who have like started Nuke with every gun in COD, right? Just haven't cared to apply themselves to any game. Yeah. I feel like you're right there. Like, Nate Gibson hasn't done it for any game post-BO3. Um, last dis- game Dismo tried on was, what, BO3? Yeah, it was BO3. Um, someone reverse-boosted Doo on Cold War. I don't think that counts. But... <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. With strict SBMM, it's so easy to just fucking yeah. um reverse boost. the system and like that the what's considered like good and not and what's reverse boosted or not you know is taken a lot away from like the accomplishment of doing something in any game you know post fucking bo4 because you look at all of it and you're like oh it's reverse boosted uh like even guys who blatantly aren't like tgd are getting accused of it all the time on every game that's true, but also I don't understand how people. I'm not. Abs- this is. The, I'm disclaimer. I'm not throwing any accusations out there. But sometimes when I see a gameplay from like TGD or any anyone that insane, like I look at their enemies and I'm like, why aren't they moving? Why aren't they shooting back? Where? Why can't I get enemies like this? Well, it's also because like the regular player compared to somebody who's grinding for videos isn't playing for as long each day, right? Like I yeah, am. True statistically more likely to get a lucky lobby especially like when i was grinding for you know the fastest level in thousand i played for 18 hours a day some days Ooh. i'm gonna get a, you know one lucky lobby in 18 hours right that's a good point yeah no, excellent point yeah so you're like oh my god all these youtubers lobbies are so easy it is literally just a larger sample size of course the lowest point of that larger sample size is going to be lower than your you know smaller sample size lower point yeah, you're right there. Actually, I should have I should have thought that. You're not reverse boosting. You're not winning. <laughs> I um yeah. I technically reverse boosted in Modern Warfare Two because when I was making my little G Walk video, I would mm-hmm. go like O and thirty because my SPMM was crazy, so I couldn't G Walk without just control of demons beaming me. But after mm-hmm. a while. After a while, I got the worst lobbies I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then after I finished getting my content, like my content for the G-Walking video, I, for the next two games, I had so much fun. I'm talking like I was going at 90 and three. <laughs> so good. See, that's how, like, that, that's so wild to me because 90 and three isn't like an impressive score to me in COD. Like, Fuck I, you. I'm not how about that? I'm not egoing. I'm not egoing you. I'm just saying, like, because I haven't played as much in the games and multiplayer-wise with SBMM, right? Like, if I went 90 and 3 in BO4, I'd be like, oh, I choked the 100 bomb. I'm ass. I didn't even go flawless. True. But that but game also you... has a larger skill gap and no SBMM. That's true. based Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But still, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap this bitch up. Oh, big stretch. 
sitting in one spot, I don't mean to be yawning, I'm not trying to be rude, but me sitting in one spot, I always just struggle. Even when I'm playing games, I have to stop for a little yawn break just from sitting. Oh, yeah, dude, obviously. Gotta get your stretches in. Stay mobile. Oh, I needed that so bad. (laughs) Been just hectic lately. Even with this longer sleeps, I'm still fucked. But this has been an absolute delight, dude. You, the way you formulate all your thoughts is just absolutely mind blowing. We have to run this back, I reckon. I'm down. That's that's absolute banger of an episode. Top top five, I reckon. <laughs> I appreciate that. Top easily. Anyway, I'm gonna plug away, and then uh, I'm gonna tell the audience to ignore everything I said and just listen to your plugs. So. If you like the show, share it with all your friends because, uh, you know, kids do that nowadays, right? They always share funny things with their friends. Just kidding, they probably don't. But either way, share it to your grandma, share it to your grandpa, fucking get it out there, put it on billboards, whatever you want to do. I'll accept it. Follow me at, uh, at Aussie Menace TTV on Twitter. I know TTV cringe, some cunt t- took the Aussie Menace at, you all know this by now. At FPCS Podcast on Twitter, this... This, uh, as well as every other podcast episode, is streamed live on my Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash AussieManus. That's A-U-S-S-I-E-M-E-N-A-C-E. Uh, that's about all I've got. Um, I haven't been uploading this to YouTube because, quite frankly, I can't be fucked. I'm not focusing on YouTube at the moment. I might do a little upload of everything I've done if I want to focus on the YouTube again, which I probably should. So, I guess go to um, FPCS Podcast on YouTube as well. Now... Wait, is there anything I need? Uh, oh, yeah. Also, rate this five stars on any app. And if you leave a review on Spotify, I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify, but if you can, do it. Rate it five stars. But if you rate it five stars on iTunes and give it a review, I will read your review no matter what's on that review on the at the start of the next um, podcast episode. So if you, leave, if you leave one star, die. If you leave five stars... <laughs> If you leave five stars and you want to tell me how good uh, aim assist is, I hey, you left me five stars, so I'll I'll fucking read it on the podcast. If you rate it five stars, it will be read in the podcast. So hey, here's a little pro tip: give me five stars, I get a good rating. That's great for me, and you get to tell me all about your Twitch. I don't care. Plug away. Self promote. You've got Self-promote. this. Or it only costs you five stars on any of the apps. So yeah, keep that in mind. Now ignore everything I just said. Listen to the next person. Dyerclaw, plug away, buddy. Uh, at Dyerclaw on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube. I if it if it has, I'm pretty sure my SoundCloud ad is Dyerclaw. So if you want to see my SoundCloud, what I listen to, you can follow me there too. I guess. Uh, I really appreciate you. No pens. You are never getting the uh, Escape from Europe story on this podcast. I'm sorry to break it to you. I don't think Twitch would like it. But I would Wait, love what? to visit again sometime and tell some stories. Uh, <laughs> I would probably have to get them pre-approved with Aussie next time. Oh my god. This could be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me interested. We'll leave that. We'll, we'll pencil that for next time. Anyway, anything else you'd like to say? Last closing thoughts? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated uh, getting to talk with you now. It was a blast. It was a blast. And I had a very, very good time. Like a real good time. I, I really enjoyed it. And I hope everyone else did as well.
So once again, thank you very much to Dyclaw. And if you were too lazy to type his name into any of those uh, apps, just uh, all the all his links will be in the show notes and um, in any description. So you can just click the links and it'll be easy for you to do that. Again, thank you all very much for watching and listening. Rate it five stars. Uh, if you don't, then, well, sniff my ass. Have, a, have an excellent day, evening, night, whatever it is for you. And good fucking bye. Dyer, you gotta say goodbye. Bye. Oh, my, my ears.